Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping at second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, yeah, here we go. Good afternoon. Three nothing. The final Royals lose the game. They're shut out for the twelfth time this season. They dropped the series to Detroit, dropped the four-game series to Detroit. Wrap up this homestand two and five, and now head to the airport to hop aboard that bird, making their way out to the Bronx to take on the Yankees, owning a new low watermark for the season. Royals now 42 games below 500. Loss number 70 here in game number 98. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. And I know at times I can be grumpy or disagreeable. Sometimes you guys say I'm a a homer, right? I don't consider myself a, a Royals honk. I know it might seem as if I defend decisions made by the coaching staff often. But, you know, that, that just comes from a place of, of me trying to put myself in Matt Quatrero's shoes or Brian Sweeney's shoes or Mike Matheny or Ned Yost's shoes, trying to understand their line of thinking. And I know I get upset when certain callers or certain takes are brought up on this show. Like when you guys want the manager to scream more, right? That, that, that's your big hang up right now. Sure, they stink. But I'd feel better if the manager got thrown out of a game once a week. Opinions like that, although you're well within your right to own that opinion, opinions like that normally drive me up the wall. I think they're stupid. But after a game like that, if you were one of the near 12,000 in attendance today, you can call up and say whatever you want. I mean, within the FCC guidelines, of course. And I'd prefer if you kept it to Royals baseball. But if you sat through that game, even though it was barely over two hours long, just ran across a family that was saying, yeah, we we love this pitch clock, but sometimes the games are going too quick. They wish this game lasted longer, which kind of centered me a little bit because this was, in my opinion, the worst game of the year. There was no buzz. 
from the crowd. Understandably, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not blaming Royals fans, but no buzz in the stadium. No action really whatsoever from the Royals offense. The first opportunity that you had came in the fourth inning with a one-out double from MJ Melendez. He doesn't. Yeah, he advanced to third, but Nick Prado strikes out with him 90 feet away. I don't know what Kyle Isbell was doing trying to stretch an obvious double into a no way you're going to make that into a triple. I don't know what he was thinking there in the sixth. But yeah, if you sat through that game without falling asleep, you can call up and say whatever you want about this team, and I won't scream at you. I won't cut you off. Even if you say things that are solely said to, to, to agitate me. Go for it. 913-586-7610. If you're angry after this one and you were at the game, feel free. The show is yours. 913-586-7610. If you weren't at the game, I don't know if I really want to hear it from you. Now, unless you want to dissect the X's and O's, if you thought there was a moment in this game where an individual, whether that be a player or a coach, cost him the game, of course, I'm always willing to take your phone calls and talk baseball with you. But don't you dare call up and start complaining that Matt Quatrero doesn't show enough passion or enough emotion. I'm not having that this afternoon. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Um... You know, I mentioned this earlier today on the On Deck Show. I had absolutely no juice for this game today. Actually, let me put that a different way. For the first time ever, I had no juice for a Zach Greinke start. Maybe that's just me. I know we had a discussion earlier in the homestand. If there's one starting pitcher that brings you to the cough, brings you to the K, who is it? Right, if you're looking at the schedule saying, all right, we want to go to a Royals game. Is there a pitcher that brings you to the K? Because when I'm going to a baseball game, that's normally what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like um, like we do on the On Deck Show, I'm giving you tickets to see Max Scherzer come to town. To me, that's what brings me to the ballpark is the pitching matchup. So I asked you earlier in the week, which starting pitcher leads you to say this is the game that we're going to. I want to see fill in the blank. And a majority of you went with Zach Greinke, which, you know, I understand. And I I tried to remind myself as I was driving to the ballpark today, uh, trying to remind myself, Vern, you got to appreciate this. This is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. I, I, I know his stuff is very much diminished. Honestly, he looks more like a relief pitcher, a multi-inning relief pitcher more so than a future Hall of Famer. Looks more like a multi-inning reliever than he does a starting pitcher. So I'm trying to remind myself, man, enjoy this. You you got a future Hall of Famer on the hill and, and paired up with Salvador Perez. This is the greatest battery in franchise history. A future Royals Hall of Fame pitcher, future Royals Hall of Fame catcher, maybe two guys that are going to be enshrined in Cooperstown. I really should enjoy it, but... The shine has come off. I, again, maybe it's just me, but watching a 39-year-old pitch for a team that's 42 games below 500, you can miss me with that. I'm much more interested in 
Alec Marsh tomorrow night. I'd be much more interested if Cole Reagans was making this start. Am I alone in that? Does and you know what? I, I I guess I already know the answer. You guys answered this earlier in the earlier in the homestand, telling me that Granky still brings you out, but there's just no way you can tell me that it's fun to watch. Now I I I understand the product period hasn't been much fun to watch this season. And and maybe this is just the latest reflection of some are sicker than others. I don't mind the losing so long as the field is littered with guys 26 or younger. But you 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 throw a guy my age on the hill? <laughs> no no thank you. I have Immense amount of respect for what Zach Greinke still able to do at the age of 39. Again, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not taking anything away from him. But we got 64 games left in the season. I got nothing to learn as it pertains to Zach Greinke. I have absolutely zero curiosity when it comes to Zach Greinke. No, 3,000 strikeouts. Yeah, right. He's not getting 3,000 strikeouts. So am I alone in that? Has the allure, has the shine come off of the Zach Granke start at Kauffman Stadium? Keep in mind, how about this? My game notes brought to you by Jay Southland Toe Service. Today was the 22nd start that Zach Granke's made at Kauffman Stadium since returning. His, his, his second act as a Royal. He's made 22 starts. His ERA in those 22 starts is (laughs) 2.72, which is sensational. He has five wins. Five wins at Kauffman Stadium since returning. Five wins in 22 starts with an ERA right around 2.7. Grinke hasn't won any of his last 12 starts and hasn't beaten the Detroit Tigers in 11 years. And he doesn't today. He falls to 1-10 on the season after going four innings, giving up two runs on four hits. He walked a pair, and he struck out one. Royals lose 3 to nothing. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. We'll take a quick timeout. We get to your phone calls after this. 3 nothing loss to the Detroit Tigers right after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. 3 nothing. the final score. Royals fall to 42 games below 500. Zach Greinke takes the loss in his 116th career start at Kauffman Stadium, which breaks a tie with Brett Saberhagen for fifth most starts in the history of of this beautiful ballpark. Let's go to the phone lines, 913-586-7610. Rob was at the game today. Rob, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, uh, Vern. Uh, thanks for taking my call. 
Um, first, I want to say thank you for what you do. I don't know how you do it. Game after game, disappointment after disappointment, you're still here, and you're always willing to take our calls. So I've been calling in since way before 2014. But 2014 is when I used to snipe out tickets for cheap because they sucked. And then they got better, and it was awesome. And, and then it was tough to get those really good tickets at the, at the field, um, in the field box and all that stuff. Today, we got 138, row A. We're sitting there. What I see is a team that's struggling and doesn't have any coaching. I heard zero coaching. I heard more fans coaching than I heard coaches coaching. And these guys are young. I saw two guys that were really disappointed with how they performed and believed that they could do better, and that's Michael Garcia and Drew Waters. The rest of them, they didn't want to be there. At least that's my perception. And so what I want to see is I want to see coaches coach. Q is just a PA guy. He sits in there in the post game, does a press conference, and he talks. We need guys that can coach and develop. And I remember, you know, uh, Ned used to say, you want me to spank him? Well, no, but we want you to be a coach. And these guys need it. Appreciate the phone call. Man, thank you for reminding me of that quote. I'm pretty sure that was in response to a question from CDOT. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was either CDOT or his old co-host. I remember that. that those, were the, those were good days. When CDOT or his old co-host would you know, show up once in a homestand and ask, like, no win questions. I remember CDOT one time showed up and Ned... Uh, how can you tell fans that Luke Hochaber deserves another start? And what Ned wanted to say was, we have nobody else. I mean, but yeah, I, I think it was something similar to what am, I, what am I supposed to do? Take my belt off and spank him? Maybe that was to uh, Danny. Man, those were good times. Hey, I told you, if you were at the game, you can call up and say anything you want. If you sat through that uh, way too hot, at least it was for me. Just a very sticky afternoon. Uh, a lifeless crowd, which I don't blame you. A lifeless offense. The Royals muster four hits. Um, you know, you get a second inning single with one out from Edward Olivares. A one out double in the fourth inning from MJ Melendez. A one out double from Kyle Isbell that he's thrown out on the base pass immediately. And then Michael Garcia with the leadoff single in the ninth inning, and he's erased as Salvi grounds into a game-ending double play. Yeah, if you sat through that one, this is your show. You, you can say whatever you want so long as you're, you're not going to get me fired, right? Just keep it clean. Uh, Tyler was at the game. Tyler, I know I don't have to worry about you keeping it clean, but just in case, keep it clean. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do my best. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was uh, was a pretty lifeless day at the ballpark, unfortunately. But you know, hopefully, this uh, this next road trip, maybe some good performances against playoff contenders and the Yankees and the Guardians, can get some energy back into that clubhouse and back into the stadium for that next homestand. Um, the big thing I want to hit on um, for today's show is something we talked a little bit about. I think it was before the game Monday or Tuesday during the on-deck show is if the Royals end up bringing some more of these young starting pitchers up from AAA and have Cole Reagans back to the show soon, um, how exactly they are going to manage evaluating all of them if it gets too crowded in that pitching staff. And I'm wondering if Zach Granke could potentially be an avenue to that because I think at this point we've already seen him get hurt once this season, once last season as well. Um, 
We've seen multiple times Matt Quatero taking him out when he's within the range of 40 to 60 pitches. He was only at 62 today. So I'm curious uh, if you think the Royals might decide to use Granky as you know, a designated three, four, maybe five innings guy and then you know, plug in Austin Cox or Jackson Kowar, whoever we want to evaluate that doesn't necessarily fit in the rotation but could still be used as a long, productive reliever. If you stick him behind Zach Granky as kind of a designated guy uh, for the upcoming final two or three months of the season. And I'm also just curious, do you think we've moved on from Jonathan Teasley as a multiple innings guy? Are we to the point with him where he is being looked at as a shorter reliever? So that's just what I want to ask about management of the pitching staff, particularly with uh, Zach Ranke. So thanks for taking the call. Interested to hear your thoughts. Steve. Yeah. I, um, thanks for the phone call, Tyler. And I, I think if Matt Quatrero had his way, most of these guys would face a lineup once, even a Jonathan Heasley, so that makes him a multi-inning reliever. You can go out there for two. Zach Greinke, I think, could be something similar. Um, but to answer your first question, I, I think what's more likely is they use an opener uh, when, when Zach Greinke's turn comes up. Because we know Brady Singer's not going anywhere. Alec Marsh isn't going anywhere. Uh, when Cole Reagans returns, he's not going anywhere. Jordan Lyles isn't going anywhere. Those guys are in the rotation. Uh, when Daniel Lynch returns, he's not going to go anywhere. So if you can keep all five of them healthy, uh, that's your starting rotation. Now with Lynch banged up, Yarbrough's not banged up. He just left with cramps. I think Yarbrough's innings start to decline. He becomes more of a multi-inning reliever, Zach Granke, after that. But I think the avenue for Granke is to put an opener in front of him. Jonathan Heasley is a reliever. Multi-inning reliever, one-inning reliever. He hasn't earned either one of those things. So to answer that question, I would, I would kind of have to uh, kick that can down the road. You know, Jonathan Heasley, and, and, and you know this, Tyler. Tyler's a great baseball fan, hangs out with us uh, out at Craft and Draft before most games. A diehard baseball fan. You'll catch him at Wrigley. You'll see him at the K. You'll catch him out at Fenway. He's a fantastic baseball fan. So, so you know this, Tyler. Uh, what we've seen from Jonathan Heasley is he can get guys out at the big league level. Uh, can he in big spots? I don't know. Can he in a playoff Chase, certainly don't know that. So I would say, yes, he's a multi-inning reliever. He's a what-do-we-need-from-him type of reliever. Because honestly, when you look at that Royals bullpen, it's Scott Barlow, giant gap. It's Carlos Hernandez, another giant gap. And then in my opinion, it's everyone else. You know, Nick Whitgren and Jonathan Heasley, and Jackson Kowar, and Jose Quas, and Dylan Coleman, and Taylor Clark. They can get big league hitters out. I, I don't mind any one of them being a multi-inning reliever, facing a lineup one time. But if you're not a starter, and you're not vying for the closer's role, you're just hanging on. You're just fighting for your life. Because most relievers are failed starters. And if you're not a closer and, and you find yourself in the bullpen, you're, you're just trying to stick. 
So to me, Jonathan Heasley's one of six guys in that bullpen right now that's just trying to stick. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Josh. He was at the game today. Josh, what'd you think of that three nothing loss to the Tigers? Uh, extremely disappointing. Uh, driving home with my son and his friend, twelve-year-old boys, one twenty-seven row A, best seats I've ever had to a Royals game. And literally no excitement. And then from the team, uh, you know, AJ Blendis has a chance to make a really great play in left field and just let the ball fall in front of them. You could visibly see the Grinky was disappointed in the effort around him. Uh, so was this team needs a spark in a bad, bad way, bad way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's the middle of summer. It's hot out there. Um, but it's going to be tough to get people to come out and spend their hard-earned dollars to, to watch that product. It's just really, really disappointing. Um, I know, you know, many people feel that across the city, and so I'm not saying something everybody else isn't feeling, but uh, to be there, to be that close to it and just feel the lack of energy – uh, again, I got two 12-year-old baseball players, and, and we walked out of the stadium, and, and the most excitement they've got is I'm talking to you today. That's the most yeah. exciting thing, and, and uh, took them to a Royals game, which is uh, pretty disappointing. So, anyhow, hopefully things get better. I know there's a lot of work to be done by the front office and across the board, but uh, it's got to start with just some energy and attitude for sure, uh, and I just didn't see it today. Thanks for the time. No, thank you. Um, way to go. Way to take the boys to the game. Yeah, as far as MJ Melendez there in the second inning, could he have made that catch on that sink and line drive? Yeah, possibly. Had someone in the press box ask, you know, oh man, what uh, what happened to that? Vern, did you think MJ should have made that play? And my response was sarcastic. Uh, I said, yeah, if he was a left fielder, he would have made that play. If he was a corner outfielder, he would have made that play. You know, we've been talking about this since spring training. You don't learn a new position in the big leagues. Now, I understand why the Royals are asking him to do it, because you need that bat, um, and you need to evaluate that bat. I mean, the bat is what's going to keep MJ Melendez in the big leagues. He's an athlete. I'm a, he, he'll improve defensively, but that's what I saw. I, I saw uh, a catcher that feels somewhat comfortable in right field, playing left field, and he got caught in between. Do I sell out and make a diving catch? Uh, do I play it safe? And once you start thinking like that, you're already beaten. There's no time to hesitate. You need to know the moment that ball leaves the bat, am I going for it or am I holding up? And if you are thinking that, if you are in between, he made the right decision. Don't let that ball get by you. Lord knows we've seen him do that. Make that dive and the ball goes all the way to the wall. Instead of it being a one-run single, it could have been a, a two-run triple. Either way, add it all up, and it's still just another loss for the boys in blue. They're now 28-70. and 70. Let's go to Brandon in, in, uh, in Independence. Easy for me to say. Brandon, go ahead. Hey, uh, hey Josh. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't actually there, but I'm gonna help, I'm gonna try to not make you work too hard. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> nothing here, but uh, you know, uh, I think the story of this homestand uh, really is just the hitting. You know, it's like uh, the only games they won are the only games which they uh, got past two runs in a game. Every other every loss was like one run, two runs, zero runs, and like it feels just like watching this uh, 
how this is all going. It feels like there's a little bit of a mismatch between whatever the hitting philosophy is they're trying to do, the talent they have, and the ballpark they're in. Because, uh, I mean, I remember back in April hearing about all those hard hit balls and how uh, how that was going to be a how that was a good sign. And uh, I think they're still pretty high up for hard hit, but now they're like second worst scoring offense, second worst OPS. Uh, so I guess all that hard hit just kept keeps them out of last place in all baseball. But uh, it was, yeah, it seems like if uh, there's anything that uh, has a lot of room to improve uh, next year, it's going to be that hitting. It's going to be about uh, the kind of uh, hitting we're going to see from these guys. Cause uh, you know, those two doubles out there today actually, uh, well, you know, kind of splitting hairs. I think neither one of those, I Got near one of those count for the uh, for the hard hit percentage of, uh, for uh, what that's worth. They're both like ninety two, ninety three down the line. So it's like and like one for eight uh, hard hit uh, with all the stuff that was hard harder hit. So you know it's uh, it is what it is, and I guess we get the uh, I guess we get to see what what happens with uh, a Rawls team, which. Uh, you know, we've all been disappointed. And a Yankees team that's 500, and they're all jumping out. They're all just freaking out over there. So, that's Yeah, it'll be, be fun to watch fun. that series, especially coming yeah. up uh, tomorrow night. Thanks for the phone call with Alec Marsh on the Hill. Brady Singer going opposite Garrett Cole coming up on Saturday afternoon. That should be nice. You know, honestly, what I'm looking forward to is what this front office takes away from this evaluation season. I brought it up in my interview with J.J. Piccolo. Are you ready to abide by the results of this evaluation season? Because if so, uh, you you got to, of your 13 position players, you got to replace six, seven of them, eight of them. If it's a true evaluation season and we're going to abide by the results, eight of these 13 guys must be replaced if you want to contend next season. That's my belief. Royals lose 3-0. Quick timeout. We're back with more of your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Now Royals lose 3-0. They drop 3 of 4 to the Tigers, lose 5 of 7 on this homestand. They're now 42 games below 500. That's a new low for the season. I love this text message from the J Southland Tow Service text line from the 913. Vern, coaching happens in spring training and off days. What can actually get changed to alter the outcome of the game? Vern, it's the players. They need to perform, especially in this game today. Uh, yeah, co-sign that wholeheartedly. And I said this same stuff about Mike Matheny and Ned Yost when you wanted to fire Matheny and when you wanted to fire Ned Yost. The job of a manager from game one until maybe the beginning of September, if your team's in it, 
The main job of a manager is to maintain a cohesive clubhouse, make sure guys are all tugging on the same end of the rope, make sure you have a cohesive clubhouse, and don't burn out your bullpen. That's the job of a manager. I mean, if, if you guys really think that Matt Quatrero can, can make the rotation, which has the fourth highest ERA in baseball, or the, the bullpen, which has the second highest ERA in baseball, or the lineup, which today featured four starters hitting below 220. If you think him going, hey, buddy, let me give you some advice. If you really think that's going to change the outcome of this season or this game today, um, it's my opinion that that thought is foolish. So great job, 913. I'm with you. Hey, I want to thank our friends at Rawhide Harley-Davidson for their support all season long out here at Kauffman Stadium. Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. All right, let's go back to the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Uh, more from the 913. Disappointment in MJ Melendez for letting that ball drop in front of him. Uh, John from Olathe says it's time for Kyle Isbell to go. He's batting below the Mendoza line. Uh, you're, you're right about the uh, statistic that you give. Despite his one-out double in the sixth inning, MJ, or excuse me, Kyle Isbell is hitting right at the Mendoza line. Uh, an OPS of 580. Um, now, I'm not going to sit here and say Kyle Isbell, you know, pound on the desk. Oh, he's got to stay. But okay, you, you, you get rid of Kyle Isbell. For Nate Eaton, uh, Nate Eaton had like three hits in three months. You want to get rid of Kyle Isbell? Okay, Drew Waters plays center field every day. Maybe you like Dyron Blanco in the corner outfield. Okay, I'm, I'm with that. MJ in the other corner. All right, well then, who's your backup center fielder? Again, that would be Nate Eaton. So, you know what? Kyle Isbell's the best defensive outfielder this team has. Let's just get through these final 64 games. And then, to my previous point, yeah, J.J. Piccolo in this front office have to respond accordingly. And, and I see that sentiment coming across on the text line. Uh, left and right, and deservedly so. Uh, good point here from Raj in the Ozarks. He says, Vern, 11 days until the trade deadline. I hope J.J. Piccolo has the guts to go big, make decisions, and live with it. But please, make those decisions. Yeah, it's, And he even addresses it in the conversation that if you missed it, you can hear my one-on-one -on -one with J.J. Piccolo uh, Fesco in the morning played it in its entirety. All you got to do is go to the Odyssey app or 610sports.com and search um, Fesco in the morning. Cody and Gold played it as well. Uh, Dot, the guys in the drive, uh, Rob Breton, they they well, they got a shorter show, so they might stick with the Chiefs. Maybe they'll get to some J.J. Piccolo tomorrow. Uh, Dot and the drives coming your way in just a matter of moments. But a few more from the text line before we wrap up this postgame show following a 3-0 loss to the Detroit Tigers. From the 913, Vern, I'm a lifelong Royals fan. What's happening right now is called apathy. There's no other word for it. Vern, I still love the Royals, but I love them so much that I can't watch them lose this way every single day. It actually hurts me. I might hurt you, but this city, this fan base is not apathetic. Trust me, as someone that hosts the postgame show every single night, the type of response that I'm getting late at night after heartbreaking losses 
I'm getting more reaction now than I did in 2018 and 2019. I'll tell you that much. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Five o'clock on deck show right here on 610 Sports Radio. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.